Welcome to the Beck and Siri Show. And here at Team Series Tri Club, it's not just about swim, bike, run. It's about who you become. On our show, we don't just talk to you about swimming, cycling, and running. We talk about mindset. We talk about fearless authenticity and being your very best self. Okay, so everybody here can see me. Everybody here can see me. Wow, I feel like a movie star. I'm everywhere. Okay, hi everybody. So, welcome to the Monday night Monday night call. And it is such an honor to be here and put you guys through. Um, hopefully you're ready to do a little bit of movement together. Um, you can definitely engage with me. I can't probably see, this is a, the downside of, of getting a little bit older. I'm losing my eyesight. So I actually um, need reading glasses to see the questions. <laughs> so what I think I'm gonna do is just kind of take you guys through some movements. And if you have questions along the way, um, you can chat on the Zoom or you can comment on the Facebook and we can make sure that we cover everything. But most of us know each other um, from camp and from just journey through triathlon and whatnot. And so massive um, thank you to Siri and Beck for thinking of me to join you guys today and uh, just kind of do a little Facebook and, and live takeover. So, so hopefully everybody's doing great and thumbs up on this, I'll just check in. You can join on Zoom. Hi there, and 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 if you, Mary Carmen, if you want, you can um, just kind of communicate with me on the Facebook if there's anything I need to know, um, just so people can make sure that they're uh, they can hear me and everything. So um, the first thing we want to do is really talk about those three key areas of mobility, and some things, guys, never change, and it doesn't change because. It's just what's right when it comes to movement. So we're sitting here today. Um, we don't have races on the schedule, and that's kind of a drag. Um, so many of us, so many of you guys have probably already um, missed a race, and, and I don't know what's going to end up happening, but it doesn't feel like there's going to be a lot of races um, anytime soon. This is a horrible thing that everybody's going through, and but we're going through it together. So we're gonna stay positive and we're just gonna to work together. So if you got the memo earlier today, um, hopefully you have a yoga mat, but you'll see I don't have one because I'm in my basement in my new studio. And uh, if you don't have a mat and you just have a nice soft surface, then you should be just fine. Um, but I also, I'm hoping that you have a foam roller. So if you have a foam roller, um, let's take a minute and just kind of work together. So the three key areas of mobility that we're going to work on mobilizing today are your ankles, your hips, and your thoracic spine. And we're just going to take the time to do that together. So the one thing I wanted to share with you guys, um, this is called a gua sha tool. So here's to my Zoom audience here. This is a gua sha tool. And then to the Facebook audience over here. Um, a gua sha tool is like a Graston tool to be able to um, loosen up and get some gliding going with the tissue. So we, when we do our endurance sports, there's no doubt that we get uh, dehydrated. And when the tissue gets dehydrated, 
um, then we are really at risk. And just picture an elastic band that has been dried out and when it gets dried out it becomes not supple anymore. And we need that tissue to be really supple. So I use a little bit of Burt's beeswax, um, just a little bit of uh, cuticle cream usually to just use on my right at the top of the lateral calf. So right here on the outside of the calf, this is a spot where the fibular head comes in and it is a point that should be like a really good shock absorber for the lower leg. So if anybody really gets lit up in their peroneals, which is this lateral aspect of the calf, I'm gonna suggest that you use that gua sha tool to just kind of move along the side here. And I want you to also just kind of lightly use the tool to go back and forth. Now, this is not an expensive thing. I got this on Amazon, I got five tools for 22 bucks. So gua, G-U-A, Sha, S-H-A, we can talk about that later. It's a gua sha tool. So we're gonna go lateral calf. And we'd go lateral calf on both sides. Now, if you don't have uh, a gua sha tool, you can use the bottom of a water bottle to do exactly the same thing. Quite frankly, you can use a wooden spoon. You can use a, a remote control. You can use your bike computer to do exactly the same thing as a gua sha tool. So lateral part of the calf is kind of what we're after. And then we also want to take that same technique of just using a little bit of Graston right on the front of the ankle. And we're doing that to just make sure that we're getting good ankle motion. So if you get tight calves, so if you're just kind of standing here, you can see me laterally, and I'm just doing a knee drive, that should move, guys, with relative ease. You should be able to glide through that ankle joint. So using the gua sha tool is definitely gonna help with that. Um, and, I, and I like to think of it as a little bit of a secret weapon. So let's get the foam, foam roller after we've done that pretty specific work. And we're just gonna put right leg over left. And we're just gonna go from three o'clock to nine o'clock, just across. And we're right at the base of the calf muscle. So right at the base of the calf muscle, just kind of working through that. And hopefully you guys are all training hard because that's what we love doing. So if you're training at a good level, this should feel a little spicy. So just right at the bottom of the calf muscle. I don't want you in the belly of the muscle, if that makes sense. Because the biggest problem tends to happen in the connective tissue. So then we're just gonna move the legs along. Again, we're creating heat. We want it to get hot, okay? We're just moving through the foam roller, creating that heat, okay? So that's the lower legs. Our feet should feel a little floppy at that point. Next thing we're gonna do before we start moving through the hips is we're gonna go left foot over right and just move through that lateral hip. And we're gonna move pretty quickly through this, this stuff, guys. We're gonna go 15 to 20 seconds because we're preparing to do a little bit of movement. And as we prepare to move, 
It's because if we can create better movement, we can activate and mobilize and strengthen everything around the hip. And that is magic if we can make that happen. Okay, same thing other side. We'll go right foot on the left knee and just work through that hip joint. If you find a lot of discomfort and pain, A, congratulations because you're working hard, and B, don't stay on those hot, spicy spots too long because it will actually cause the tissue to kind of fight you and, and shut down. So working through the foam roller, through the hips, just like that, okay? So the next thing we're going to do, posterior hip, I like to think of that as reactive foam rolling. So if you've been working hard, that's a way to help your hips start to recover. What we want to do next is what I would call proactive. So we're going to work the front side of the lateral aspect of the quad. And we're not going to go into the belly of this muscle either. So all you're doing is working that lateral, anterior lateral quad, I call it. Good. And then the other side, anterior lateral quad. And good. And it's Monday night, so most of you guys, most of us, will have all done our longer session probably um, yesterday. So a nice recovery movement-based session is a good thing. Okay, so set that foam roller right below your shoulder blades. And the first thing we're going to do is just toggle. You're going to side bend to one side and then side bend to the other side. And just side bend side to side. I'll take a look at that in just a second. Make sure everything's going okay. And then you just want to move about one inch so that the foam roller goes up towards your head a little bit. And we're just going to extend around. And just make sure that that thoracic spine isn't very tight. So I want you moving through it. It doesn't mean that a tight upper back would slow you down that much. But what we're really after, everybody, is easy speed. So you could still be fast with tight hips, tight ankles, and tight thoracic spine. But you would have to work way harder for it, if that makes sense. So we want our movement to be nice and floppy, especially if you're a longer course athlete. The more length in your, your distance, um, the more mobility becomes more important because movement becomes less expensive. Okay, so here we go. We're just going to go into some nice, easy hip drives. So if you don't have a foam roller, don't stress it. Just put your hands on your hips. Let's all go together. No foam roller. And we're just going to move. You stay facing me here. I'm just going to turn sideways because you can see how far forward we want you to drive that knee. So if this ankle is nice and mobile, that knee should just move nice and easy. So let's just go five on each side. Make sure that you make a little note. Let me know where everybody's from because I kind of dig that. I loved how technology allows us to expand our reach. So if, if you don't say anything else uh, today, just let me know where you're watching from. Okay. One more. Good. Now we're going to add a hand driver. Okay. So we want everybody join me here with your right knee down. Your left knee is up. 
your right arm is going to come nice and high and we're going to start to create space between the rib cage and the hip bone. And all we're going to do is just knee drive and the hand stays nice and high. Good. And the whole goal here is to create as much space as we can. God, I wish I looked like that when I ran. I don't. But at least the opportunity is there. <laughs> okay, so left hip, left arm, knee drive with that right leg, and just a nice big reach, and we're just going to move in and out of that. Three, four, one more, five, and six. And that is not okay. See that how my elbow is down? I want you to reach through your lat. Nice, big, open uh, position. Okay, good. Now, facing head on. I want you to take that foot, that knee, out to 45 degrees. Take a big breath. So in foundation training, and I'm gonna uh, bring some of that into the session today, what we will do is we will do like Hawaii chaka. So tuck three fingers under, put your thumbs on your bottom rib, and your Yes, and your pinkies on your hip bone. And you're just gonna really breathe and expand your rib cage. So we're working the muscles of respiration. And that's something I haven't really been talking about much in the past, but I wanna tell you that it's magic. If you can get your rib cage to expand with every breath, there's muscles between each one of those ribs and that can deliver way more oxygen to the working muscles, okay? So thumbs on, the, th thumbs on the bottom rib, pinky is on the hip bones. We're gonna go three huge breaths, in through the nose and out through the mouth. Maintaining the space when you exhale, in through the nose, exhale, and see how I don't collapse there? Keep the chest high and the elbows wide. One more big breath, and exhale. Now, take both hands over your shoulders. We're gonna go hip drive this way, and we're gonna rotate away from that lead knee. A Little bit of stretch through that adductor, inner thigh. We're gonna go five of those. Go together here. One, two, three, four, and five. I did a big breathing session on um, Saturday with one of my mentors from foundation training. And I'll tell you, I went out on my bicycle far out in the country away from everybody. And I gotta tell you that my breathing has never felt so easy. And so I just wanna reinforce, we're trying to make everything that your coaches are giving you intensity wise feel easier. And when they start seeing the, all these smiley faces on your training peaks, um, they're gonna just be like, okay, keep progressing, keep making this athlete stronger. So thumb on the bottom rib, pinky on the hips, elbows way out to the side because we wanna find the width, breathe into the side. You can almost see how I can move my lats out. Big breath in, we're gonna go three big breaths. Two, and one more. Good, maintain the space. Keep the space strong. Shoulders, hands crossed at the shoulders. We're just gonna sink into that and 
rotate away. One, we got five of these. Two, three, good. Four, and one more. Five. So these movements that we're gonna go through today are really good movements. I gotta tell you that you've got to take the time to do the foam rolling as well because that's what gives the tissue the true opportunity to move. Okay, so we're gonna grab those um, water bottles in just a second and we'll use them kind of like a, a dumbbell. But first we're gonna go through some multi-planar stepping. If you have a foam roller, I want you to use it. I'll go through the first round. Um, you're gonna use it just like this. So if I say step to the front and rotate, just kind of hold that foam roller at chest height, just like that, okay? I'll do it without, just because we kind of threw this together and people might not have a foam roller. So you're just gonna have hands at shoulder height, step to the front with your right hand, rotate across your right leg, but don't let your knee come out. So you're super stable on the bottom, mobile on the top. Two, three, we're just gonna go for five, four, five. Same thing other side. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, if you don't have a foam roller, keep going with your hands at chest height. I'm gonna go ahead and use the foam roller. We're gonna go a lateral step. The most important thing is this per, uh, perfect lateral step, I call it. That knee, you're stepping this way, the force is trying to take you that way. You want to be a hard stop. Boom. That knee stays nice and tight. So we're going to step to the right. We'll do eight of these. Foot nice and straight like it's in your pedals. Rotate across. Two. We got eight of these. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven, one more, eight, and let's go ahead and hit the other side. So feet, when you go this way, if you're training hard, your foot is going to want to turn to the outside. Keep it straight down the middle, keep that knee underneath of you. We got eight going to the left. We call this position two with the foam roller because it's at chest height. Three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. Okay, so let's go back to the half kneeling position, and we're going to do what we call a PNF pattern. So this right knee is going to be up, guys, foam roller or no foam roller, whatever you have. We're still gonna knee drive, but now the foam roller is gonna go up over the shoulder. So if you're here in Boulder, you gotta shovel some snow, or if you're out at Syrian Beck's place, you're gonna shovel some hay or poop or something like that. It's gonna go over the shoulder. Scoop from the bottom, two, we got eight of these. Three, four, and just keep hip driving. Five, six, 
seven, and eight. Good, same thing other side. Just like this, it starts down in your right hip, hip, hip drive, throw it over your shoulder eight times. Two, three, four, five, six. Strong posture, seven, and eight. Good, so that's gonna move right through that psoas. Now everyone loves to talk about the psoas being such a pain in the ass. And it, it attaches way up here, right under the rib cage. So your legs, guys, actually begin up here. So just think about a tight psoas inhibiting the glute. Well, if I'm really working through my rib cage and through my breath, all of a sudden that psoas doesn't have a choice. It has to be long. And when the psoas is long, it means the glute has a way better chance to function. So if you have your, if you have your water bottles, I've been using these for people um, like dumbbells because we're at this crazy time right now when even if you go on Amazon, they can't get you dumbbells, at least for a couple of weeks. So we're using water bottles, they're about two pounders, and you're just gonna go palm up, hold the, hold the water bottle from the bottom because when your hands are in that position, it actually drops your shoulder blades down on your back which is allowing you to breathe better, okay? So what we're gonna do, so we're gonna do a back lunge and we're just gonna come from hips and we're coming right in front of the chin underneath. So we're gonna go back lunge, eight on the right, eight on the left. We're not gonna do a ton of reps today because we're just getting started and I'm gonna invite all of you to join my, I've got two Zoom workouts a week and you guys are welcome to just join in on that. It's super easy, it's been going really well. So. Right underneath, we're just gonna drop into a back lunge and let the weight gently, it's not a lot of weight, you don't need a lot of weight right now. For, until they put races on the schedule, we're gonna definitely be patient and get movement going really, really well before we get into a big strength phase, okay? Maintain great posture. Eight reps. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight. All right, let's set those down. I want you to go into a really wide stance. I'm going to stand kind of crooked. Turn your toes in so that your hips will end up in internal rotation. So toes are in, heels are just outside of toes. Keeping the palms up. You're gonna scoop from the bottom, drive your hips to the back. Come right back out of that. We're gonna go eight of them. Two, you should feel your hamstrings. Three, and you start to realize how your upper body can absolutely inhibit your lower body. If you have tight lats, you're not gonna swim with as much ease. I think that's seven, but if we have to do one more, we're still gonna be okay. And eight. Those are called integrated hinges. 
So we want and need you to be able to drive your hips to the back, keeping your back nice and flat so that we're not arching at all and be able to still reach the arms out in front. That's a hip hinge. That's a healthy hip. And a healthy hip can nicely um, rotate around a healthy SI joint. So with that being said, let's go right for that SI joint. So see how I'm absolutely straight here? Then I'm gonna take my right knee, put it three inches in front of my left. Three inches, that much, nothing. You're gonna go into a quadruped position, just like this. Spread your fingers. Be strong through your upper body. And all we're gonna do is glide through the top of my head, looking way over, like I'm looking over a cliff, and then just glide straight back. Offset, quadruped gliding. And what that does is it is gonna help your sacroiliac joint gently glide. And if it, it's all it needs to do, it doesn't need to do a lot of work, we just need it to move. Hopefully you're just doing it with me. We got two more, one, and two. Okay, come back to that starting position and switch knees. Three inch offset, and all we're gonna do is glide on a straight line forward and a straight line back. We are mobilizing the sacroiliac joint and really starting to work into our hip decoupling. <sighs> Pretend that my hand is on the back of your head and I want you to push into it so your chin is coming back into your chest and you're just extending through your head. Now don't look up, make sure you're just looking down. And basically, go ahead and look up for a sec. We're gonna come here. We wanna make sure that your head stays in that position, not that position. So if I were to put my hand here, you would be in that beautiful cervical spine position. That forward head, very bad thing, and that'll start inhibiting good shoulder movement, okay? So from right here, let's go into back, grab your, um, no, we don't need those yet, put those down. Okay, back to foundation training. And we're gonna go into what we call a woodpecker. So we're going into a split stance. The right heel is up, the left foot is strong into the ground. And the first thing we're gonna do here is just look over the cliff, soften your lead knee, soften your left knee. Make sure it's not locked back. Locked back is never good. As you look over the cliff, so you're kind of going forward, not just down, you should feel your high hamstring start to light up. That's what's decelerating you. That's what keeps you from falling off the cliff. So come right back up out of that. So now we've set you up for success to have a really good hip hinge. Hands on your hips, head is tall, head is in a good position. Drive your hips back just a little bit and your head just can't wait to see what's on the other side of the cliff. Your lead foot should be really working hard, really working hard to hold you from falling off the cliff. Come straight back up, okay? So that's a woodpecker hinge. Change legs, right leg is in front, 
Nice big breath. Create space. Hands on your hips. Load up that lead foot. Hips go to the back. And you're looking straight over that cliff. Load up that right forefoot hard. Keep pushing. Keep pushing down into the ground with your right forefoot. And then come straight back up. We're going to do that one more time. Woodpecker hinge. Look over the cliff. Load up your forefoot. Push hard into the ground. Your heel is on the ground, but it's lightly on the ground. Come right back up. Okay, good. So now we're going to go back to the left leg in front, right leg to the back. We call that the woodpecker position. Big breath. Make yourself nice and tall. Hips drive back just a little bit. Load up that left forefoot. Look way over the cliff. Take your hands way out to the side. Pull your fingertips away from your ears. Now, from the bottom, you're going to scoop and you're going to lean your hands way over the cliff. And that should light up your left leg like crazy. Hold that. Five, four, chin back, chest up. Three, two, one. Come right back out of that. From right there, guys, it would be great if we went to the other leg, but we're not going to. We're going to do that again. Load that up. Look over the cliff, long arms. Scoop the hands from the bottom. Put all 10 fingers touching strong. And now I want you to push your fingertips hard together. Push them on a scale of one to 10, make it a six or a seven. Push, push, push. Reach them way out in front, load up that leg, and then come right back out. That is what stability feels like. That's what's gonna allow you to push harder on the pedals. That's what's gonna allow you to run harder and stronger without any lateral motion. So stability feels like that, okay? Let's go right leg in front of left. We'll start with hands on hips. We're just gonna tuck the chin back, chest up, get that head in a really good position. Look over the cliff. Your forefoot is nice and lit up. Go long with your hands. Scoop with the hands. Now those arms have weight and that's what we're feeling as we push that way out in front. Your glute. Your right glute should be on fire. Hold strong. Five, four, three, two, one. Come right back out of that. Your hips come right back under you. We're going to go one more time. Scoop from the bottom. Chin back, chest up. Really look over the cliff with your head. Reach with your arms. Five, four, three, two, one. Come right back out of that. Good job. Shake that out with your legs. We're going to go nice and wide again with your feet. Turn your feet in. And all we're going to do, all ten fingers to the ground, let that knee come underneath of you, touch in front. And when you touch in front, drive your hips to the back and then come right back to the middle. Lateral gliding. So we glide to the left, hands to the front, reach way out in front of you. Come right back up. Keep going. Butt to the back. See how far my hands are to the front? Come back up. Sink to the left. Hands way to the front. Hips way to the back. Good. Keep going. We've got two more each side. Hands way to the front. You should be getting a nice adductor stretch. Everything's stretching through your inner thigh. Push. One more each side. 
Good. And good. All right, well that's what I got for you today. Mobility. Um, whether you're on Zoom, or whether you're on Facebook Live, thank you so much for joining today. Um, I don't know the best way to interact. Um, I don't know if we can go back and forth on the Facebook or if we want to just throw messages um, that way and then I'll answer kind of after the fact when I put my glasses back on. Um, but I love you guys and I'm just so thankful to be part of this gang and, and, uh, and I hope uh, we're all just staying strong together. Uh, many blessings to Siri and Beck and I haven't seen you guys in a little while, but we sure love you and hope you're doing really, really well. So um, that was kind of some gentle movement. Um, I'll work with Beck to be able to just have you um, join maybe on a more consistent basis if you'd like. Um, every Monday and Thursday I'm doing mobility and strength sessions. Um, thank you, Portland, Oregon. We just have people from all over the world and I, I just love how international our sport is and how much we can all come together. So I hope you're all doing well. Peace out. Um, if you throw me your email, I'll just put you on the list. But I know Rebecca um, is a great uh, coach and she'll take care of everything. So I hope you're all super well. Let me know how you feel. Hopefully if you're gonna have a session tonight, um, you feel really open and that your speed comes really easy for you. Cheers everybody. Peace.